Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. We were talking about the Gosford Bypass, yeah. which is tipped to see as much as $40 million allocated in today's state budget. We figured it'd be a good idea to know where it... The Gosford Bypass. You did pose that question. <laughs> no idea. No one knew. No one knew. But it is. Uh, it's the uh, upgrade of the Pacific Highway from the M1, which they're doing at Arimba, and two, and including Mans Road at West Gosford. So that'll be good. So mm. correct in the assumption it was that Lissa Road. Yeah, very, very much the, so. Right. So I thought it was going to be a flyover. I like flyovers. They're, big, they're flyovers are great, aren't they? Well, I remember they put that one bullet dealer. Is it bullet dealer you bypass? And, um, it, and it stopped. No, no. It when, when you're driving along up to Gold Coast, there are, have you seen that one where it just stops? <laughs> and when you go, oh, I think it must have been built in the wrong place. Is that, is that like National Lampoon's Vacation where they launched the car off that, off that road? <laughs> I ain't seen nothing so <laughs> stupid as you driving off the end of that road. You must have manure for your brains. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll Clark speak W. With... Griswold oh, at his finest. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. We're having a party. Ooh. At home. It's going to be good. It's going to be real good. Yeah. So, but I've worked out that it costs a lot to hire stuff. Yeah. I looked at getting a marquee. They wanted four or five hundred bucks. To come in, like, it's still a mini, like six by three metres. I can get you one for 200. Write <laughs> <laughs> that down, don't worry. Do I you, can get it for do you. Do you, do you bring it? Are you going to bring it and put it up for me? It might smell a bit. You know, sometimes when you put up the tents. And when you pull them down. And, yeah, and, and they've been put back wet. Don't worry about you, drying that off. Just hose the grass and then. <laughs> and a bit mouldy smell, yeah, a bit musty smell. No, but it's, it's better than. Fo- so I've got that for 200. Save, okay. me, save me 300 bucks there, mate. Tables. I wanted a tables. couple of cocktail tables. You know how much they wanted? How much? 120 bucks a table. Are they those circular ones? Yeah, what are they Where made of? you put of? the umbrella down in the middle? Well, uh, no, I don't know. There's just okay. a table. I'll no, get this- my mate's got something to do with a race course. What are you giving me them for? I'll get you 50 bucks each. Okay. 120. No, well, I looked online. I can buy them for 80. Oh, okay. I'll get, make it so, 30 then. <laughs> I just have to back my... Plastic chairs. Plastic. Oh, they're always... I, I mean, they were supposed to a couple of bucks each. Yeah. So we're going to get 20. Yeah. So let's say that's 40 bucks, but they want 100 yeah. bucks delivery. Oh, you're joking. So get them there and get them away. Al's got them under his house next door. That's what it, I found How many out you need? stuff just like this. <laughs> How much do you need? I, found, I wanted 15, maybe 20. All, right, all you've got to do is you've got to hose them off and look out in those little nooks and crannies for redbacks. But apart from that, because they're out. Well, I rang the hire people and so yeah. I, I said, marquee, chairs and the tables. Yeah. It was going to cost me 600 bucks just to oh, get all this stuff. You're joking me. You're oh, joking then, me. So then I've rung back. I said, can we delete the marquee? Yeah. They yeah. said, yeah, no problem. Because my work makes it cheaper. I've found out that. That mum's actually got a couple of tables, oh, and yeah, I can cheaper. buy and I can buy one for eighty bucks. Yep. So I'm deleting the tables. Yep. So right then I was just down to chairs, which yeah. were only going to be about twenty bucks, thirty bucks to hire. But then it was a hundred bucks delivery. Mum's no got way. chairs as well, fifteen chairs. Mum and plastic chairs. Plastic, she keeps them for parties. I found oh, this out on good Saturday. Idea. Good idea. Dad and mum came over. Yeah. They didn't just come over to say hello. They brought with them yeah. rope lights. Yeah. Which oh I didn't yeah. Have. Yeah. Yep. They brought. Yeah. A mirror ball. Oh, what's your mum and dad got a mirror ball because for? Because <laughs> dad said to me, every time we had a party, <laughs> when you kids were younger, 
And yeah. like a, put a, up the mirror ball. Because got three Actually, kids. I think we got a mirror ball Every time too. they would have a party, they yeah. would buy one piece of equipment yeah. for party stuff. Yeah. So he's got not just yeah. one mirror ball, but two. two. One of them's motorised. Oh, that's So brilliant. we've got a big mirror ball and a motorised mirror ball. Look. We've got a smoke machine oh, that Dad bought tell you way what. back in the day. <laughs> Look, he's brought, this could, it could be a biohazard, but that doesn't matter. Who cares? It's and cheap. So, and he's come with this bottle of liquid. <laughs> and he holds up the bottle of liquid and says, well, son, this is the smoke. And okay. I said, what? It's like, yeah. It looks like a bottle of pool acid. Yeah, and anyway, he, yeah. he said, just make sure when you put it on the shelf, you half undo the lid because it needs to, <laughs> yeah. so and it then doesn't blow the, up. Yeah, and you let the fumes come out. <laughs> so it doesn't blow up. <laughs> so and then good. finally, yeah. he goes, oh, um, this one, this is really good. Yeah. This is a strobe light. Oh, it's got a strobe light He as said, well. you have to mount this on the wall. I don't want yeah. it down where kids can kick it. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> he said, okay. just be careful you check that no one's got epilepsy before the party. <laughs> okay. I want to know what your mum and dad have got the disco ball smoke machine and the strobe light. <laughs> they got all this stuff in the garage. <laughs> I'm in the jackpot. They, they didn't bring that big oversized mirror down from as well. No, no, that's, okay. no. Okay. So, so the party's ready to go. We are good to go. All right, that's day one of the party chat the as we prepare for, for Saturday. Yeah. Is there for every party, buy yeah. a piece of gear that you can keep forever. Yeah. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Yesterday. You couldn't leave it alone, could you? Oh, yes, Mum. Uh, we, <laughs> we had this discussion. Yeah, it's you... like when you buy that garden bark. You know, when you put lay it down first, it looks bloody brilliant. What, and mulch? Then... No, no, garden bark. You yeah, got, that's you... mulch. Oh, no, it's not. Mulch is a different thing. You've got mulch. mulch. If you put bark on top of your garden no, bed, that's it is... mulch. Mulch is different to garden bark. Because mulch is generally less durable than bark, Robert, as it's oh, made from have organic you gone material. And searched the internet. That breakdown over oh. time, where bark is more durable. What and does can the internet tell longer. you about that wart on you? <laughs> as, it, as it made, as it's made from tree bark, which is more resistant to decay. And even Glenn rang us yesterday oh. about it. Glenn from Wadelva, good go. morning. Morning, now you on. Garden bark and mulch are different, aren't they, sir? Mate, they're 100% different. Don't you mulch your garden, you turn it over into your garden or something like that and bark, you put it straight on top. Oh, specialist, specialist. Or something like that. Or something specialist, like that. Specialist. Anyone so. can go to the internet and find whatever they want to find. So so which so, one of your cronies have you organised? No, well, I thought what I'd do this yeah. morning, I just texted a mate and I said, look, yeah. this guy has spent more than half his... He's, he's mulched more gardens than you've had hot dinners. Who is it? Jason Hodges. Oh, we got JC on the, the phone? Yes, Jace is on the phone. Good, morning, Good Jace. morning, Jason. I had to respond because it's the first time in known history that Rob Palmer's right. No, oh, no. You Jace. could have done that nicer than that. <laughs> now, this is coming from a man who's never won a grand final, Jason Hodges, when the last time we spoke to you. Speaking of, speaking of grand finals, the Bears are in the, the New South Wales Cup grand final on Sunday against South, so... I'm going to relive all of... No, they're actually going to win. They yes. are. Actually, I won't we, relive my 13 losses. Hey, Jace, because we spoke with Greg Flomo, because Flo, Jason Taylor is a coach of the team, yeah. and yeah. Flo, we spoke to Flo this week about it. But um, And all the best to the Bears that they Stop take on South. Stop deflecting <laughs> from the fact that you're absolutely, hands down, <laughs> incorrect. On, and you've actually said, Rob, you are wrong. No, 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 it didn't happen. Jace. Hodgie, tell yeah. me about mulch. Mate, mulch can be anything. Like, literally... If you, if you go to a hospital and you see where everyone smokes and they put their butts in the garden bed and they all join up, that becomes mulch. It can be, it can be milk top lids. It can be used condoms. It could be smashed glass. But those things, 
those things aren't going to improve the soil. <laughs> no, they won't. Or some of those, if you turn those rubbers inside out, they might. Yeah, a little bit of organic matter. <laughs> oh, dear so, me. So, so garden bark. Okay, garden bark. All right, so my favourite mulch is composted bark. So Thank you. Because you're using the big, big chunky stuff, it takes a long time to break down. But it will break. It down will break and down. Improve the soil. Exactly. So, so mulch can be organic or inorganic. It can be anything that covers the ground and suppresses the weeds. So, suppressing weeds is a bonus. Thank you. Because it's not going to take the nutrients away from your plants. Yep. But organic mulch and things that are going to break down, quicker. like yeah, quicker, is going to improve the soil. So when the plants yeah. take out nutrients, you're putting more nutrients back in That's and right. you're suppressing the weeds. So, yeah. so like, like sugarcane mulch. No, no, don't say it again. Do not say no, it again, One more Hodgie. time, Hodgie. Hodgie. Rob Palmer is correct. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry, Paddy, you, you do deserve a medal for putting up with him. Thank you, sir. Your, your expert yesterday said something like that. Oh. Like, <laughs> Like, literally, I don't think he was a horticulturist. I'm okay. okay. Putting my hand up. Oh, oh, like, I love you. On. Even Hang though on. you said but I... Yeah, people, oh. people are going to question your credibility when you said bottle tops or condoms can <laughs> be used. It's still mulch, technically. <laughs> Standing next to Rob Palmer for 15 years, I get questioned every day. Yes, you would. I think we're losing you, Hodgie. Mate, <laughs> we should join some group or organisation, Hodgie. <laughs> I work with Rob Palmer. <laughs> and I know... I, I, I think his son graduating school yesterday should have got a special award because, like, <laughs> imagine getting the help at home with your homework from Rob. Okay. That's it. I think we're running out of time. Okay. It's 6.30. He's we're late like for the now, news. Hodgie, hey, thanks for calling this morning, <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks, I think. Take the wins when you can, Rob. See you, mate. <laughs> See, See you, pal. See you, mate. That's uh, Jason Hodges who uh, used to... No, come on. Mulch is not bottle tops. No one would put bottle tops in their garden. Mate. I, I'm, I don't question the facts. I just oh. deliver them. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Hey, you know, I went over to Perth and I was, yep. um, there's a building company I work with over there and they were launching a new, like a new branch of their business, right? And it was in West Perth and there were a whole bunch of people there. We're having a good chat. And I was talking to this bloke, Michael, who works for them, right? They do new homes. They build about 1,500 homes every year. Holy hell. In Perth. It's huge. It's a lot. It's like, you know, they're going gangbusters. And they're, and they're one building company that hasn't gone um, into liquidation because that's all I read every day, mate. I read it every day. About another builder's gone into liquidation, another builder. So they're doing well. Yeah, but haven't. look, I mean, I, I don't know what this, there's There's stories behind those all these collapsing building companies. things. But this yeah. is not one of those cases. But the thing was that these guys need workers to keep the business going because you can't build that many places without the trades to support it. And this guy, Michael, was telling me that him and one of the other guys from the company, they were so desperate. So you did not. That was did so you bring a penguin into the studio? No, I didn't. Well, what was that then? I, you, I don't you know. Have just, I, well, I'm not what, deaf. What happened? Oh, mate. What happened? I'd better not smell that you. What oh, happened? Geez, you're an animal. What happened? Okay, so... <laughs> Look at me with that laughing. Oh, <laughs> so he was you are saying, despicable. So, they so built he 1500 said, him and this bloke had to go to Vietnam, and they went. Yeah, they went to Vietnam, and they got there's a there was a uh, a bunch of cabinet makers in Vietnam who were they earn about five thousand dollars a year 
in Vietnam doing cabinet making and they went and they lined all these guys up and they gave them a flat pack exercise or a, they had to build a cabinet for them to, spe- to spe- certain specifications. And they watched each of these 20 guys build cabinets and they picked six of them and they said, you six, you're the best cabinet makers that we've seen here today. We're going to offer you a job, paid them 70 grand a year to come to Australia and work for the company in Perth or sort out their visas. The guy, the boss of the company said they had a house that these guys could live in, a car that they could drive. Joke. And that was the only this, way to they could get workers. cabinet makers to build the cabinets required for the homes that they're building. Joking me. And they've, these guys think they've just been kissed by... Lady Luck, because they were on $5,000 a year. They've left their families behind and they've come to Australia to work for this builder wow. and earn 70 k a year. Mate, well, okay, that's cabinet makers. How are they getting builders and plumbers and all that? Or Well, I don't know. This is just the cabinet. I didn't, so they I didn't went go to Vietnam to get they workers. They went to them, flew to Vietnam, spent a week there looking for cabinet makers, brought back six or seven of Mate, them. Is that a normal, is that a normal um, well, I don't know for if a cabinet? Is, is that good money for a cabinet maker? I don't know. That's not decent I, I, money. I don't know. I don't know what cabinet makers get. I don't know what get. cabinet makers are earning, but I'd imagine that that's not bad. Wow. So to, they had to go know, to Vietnam to get workers. Well, it's, it's, you know what? Cabinet makers probably earn a lot more in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Because it's quite actually, a skill. It'd be interesting to know, is that happening? If you're a, if you're a worker, you're a tradie or you're a, um, a, a company owner, are you still having trouble finding workers? That's what I'm hearing. And on, is that an option for companies on the East up, Coast? Mate, yeah, to be to going go overseas well, to find yeah, the people you need to do the job? Yeah, we'd love to know. Give us a call. Give, seriously, give us a call. Let us know. How is it in the, uh, the current workplace. Yeah. And in um, the meantime, I'm going to get a can of sardines uh, you, and I'm going to open no, them in this studio one because triple you three have five broken three. the golden rule. Actually, no. One triple three five three. You guts. can't <laughs> Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. And our producer, Zach, just told us that he did tap and jazz to that song. Yep. Was that a nip switch? Mm, uh no, it was actually at Mount Omni, if anyone's aware of where that is in Queensland. Um, no one cares. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Good chat. <laughs> no, no, that was very interesting. It's my daughter. No, tap dancing. and jazz, tap, tap and jazz. jazz. Yeah, tap and jazz. From anyway, one dancer I'm to you. another. I'm blaming you, pal. Okay, you apologise to me. Oh, let well, me you know called, what it's for Well, first. you called yesterday, and Robert called about, oh, what was it, five to four? Yeah. And I was getting ready to uh, head to the... Tall Tim's Hotel for the running of the crab races. Yeah. Where Wazza uh, ripped the jackpot off again. Uh, he seems to do that all the time. I was getting it? prepared. Well, I was getting. Well, I'd already had my shower, so that included having a shave. And yeah. so, as you as you rang, I put you on speaker in my ensuite and mm. put you on speaker, and and I had my shave. And, I wish you'd have told me. <clears throat> but then you after were that, you me in the toilet. I wasn't. Well, it was wasn't in. Well, the toilet was there, but it was yeah. it was the ensuite. And so then, after that, I started brushing my teeth as you were talking. And then my missus came up. Stop being so rude. It did sound like the phone call had lost its way a little bit. I no, it didn't. Yeah. It just must have been your TPG reception, <laughs> but it was you brushing your teeth. You I cried. hung up. And then curse God into me saying my habits are so bad that I should never Correct. shave or brush my teeth when talking to someone. Is that wrong? Want to do a poll? One triple three five three. I say not because what it is is multitasking. You should, you should probably, looking at you, you should probably focus more on brushing your teeth, brushing your teeth and shaving <laughs> than on the phone call. Probably but separate the two. 
Tasks. But this is wrong. I'll, I'll, I will go out to Mr. Tap and Jazz. I hate talking to people realising that they're on the toilet, which you and I think only you have done to me in the past. No, but when I, I went, flush, mate, when I flush, on. in my defence, when I flush, I put you on mute so I you don't, don't hear that. I don't want to know. I know. It's not Mi- okay. Mr. Tap and Jazz, when someone's on the phone, do you multitask? First, let's please not be my nickname from now on. <laughs> I'm going to call you Tap and Jazz from now on. TJ. <laughs> I do multitask. I talk to friends while brushing my teeth. I don't really need to shave because I have the face of a 12-year-old, but uh, <laughs> brushing my teeth, yes. Mate, I saw three yeah. hairs on your chin the other day. So Mr. Tap and Jazz. So he too multitasks. <laughs> Who doesn't? I don't. Okay, or nah. of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. Does anyone, seriously. I like to focus on what I'm doing. Do you multitask? as it is. <laughs> When when someone calls me. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. I wonder if Zach Tapp and Jazz ever got a crack back in Zach Wax. I think he has, <laughs> occasionally. Back in the day. When he wants to look pristine. Last week. Over at 208 If you want to text now, we're just talking because I got in trouble at home because uh, Robert rang me yesterday at the same time as getting ready to head to the Tall Timbers Hotel for the running of the crab race. So I had a shave while talking to him. Mm. Oh, phone on speaker and brushing my teeth. Did it stop you brushing your teeth? No. No. Oh, mate. Because you, you were – I couldn't get a word in, so I thought I may as well brush my teeth. But anyway. And then you, mid, mid-conversation. <laughs> and, oh, Jim and Mrs. got up me. She yeah. said, how rude. She said, your habits are disgusting. And I'm there. Got to agree. Anyway, what's the text? Go, go text. Oh, die from Thank your you minor. Die. Thank you, die. Agree with Paddy. Yeah. Oh, die. Yeah. What is wrong with you? Yeah. I do the same. Clean yeah. my teeth and chat on the phone. Time, time poor. poor. Oh, Thank you, die. You're more than just Respect, time sister. poor. Respect, sister. Paddy and Rob Palmer. The podcast. Hey, we got this text and it came from Dale from Watanabe. Yep. Early on the today. And it said, big shout out to Greg Florimo. And North Sydney Bears for making grand final against South Sydney this Saturday at Combeck. So we thought, yep, let's have a chat with the flu. <laughs> hey, Greg Florimo, good morning, mate. Good morning, James. Florimo, what do you do now? Are you with the wellbeing and education manager? For, for... I am, I, correct. Yeah, that's what I do at the Bears now. It's, um, it's a role that uh, every club um, has, a person in that position, and you know, we try and look after the boys and girls uh, off the field outside of footy. So pretty interesting role. Mate, that's Sounds really good. important because the football career, the average game, the average lifespan for a footy player is 44 games over four years. So that's a really important role, isn't it? Absolutely. And and we talk about having two plan A's. Obviously, everyone wants to be a successful um, rugby league player, but unfortunately not everyone can be. So it's about putting a lot of energy into making sure that you've got something going off the field. Yeah, now, yeah, Greg. Too right. You'd have a few lunches too, wouldn't you? Oh, geez, it would. <laughs> a lot of lunches. <laughs> I hope you're still training, Flo. I hope you're still training. Now, it's got to go somewhere. Now, this Sunday, you've got in the New South Wales Cup, you've got the grand final. The Bears taking on the Rabbits. Yeah, we have. We have, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. First versus second. It ended up in the um, competition and um, best best teams in the comp. And we're going to face off on Sunday at Combank Stadium at 3 o'clock. How'd you go against them previously this year? Yeah, no, they've beaten us the last two times. <clears throat> we played them. We played them in the first semi-final. Um, and they beat us and went straight through to the grand final. So we only lost to them two weeks ago. 
Uh, so it's fresh in our memory, and yeah, right. we're pretty pretty sure we know how to correct the mistakes we've made and and bring the trophy home. They're right for the picking, absolutely. Flo, are you st- are you still living on the central coast? Yeah, I'm up yep. here at Shelley. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, no yeah, other and place. And I think I know me. young Dale who um who sent you the note. So good on you, Dale. Appreciate your your support, buddy. Oh, that's really good stuff, mate. And I could imagine, mate, in these teams because um, a lot of these players that we're seeing in 2023 have all played on in, in, in lower grades, and these are the stars of the future. They are. They are. We've got a few guys in our team who have played first grade and a handful of games over the years, and they're at about mid-20s, and they're still hanging in there and want to be a successful first grader. So they're really committed, um, grounded young men. Yeah. Um, but we do have, yeah, plenty of aspirational players coming up through the ranks that you'll see in, you know, tomorrow's um, footy games. Well, mate, right. uh, still listen. playing like they're invincible. Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Well, Greg Floromo, all the best in the grand final uh, on Sunday. The Bears, who you coach, taking on the Rabbits in the knock-on effect New South Wales Cup. Mate, hope it goes well. And so nice to talk to you again, Flo. Yeah, it's been a while, Paddy, and yeah. hopefully, you know, we can bring this um, club back to the NRL and get our team onto the Central Coast again in some way, shape or form. One day, mate. Bring One back the day. Bears. Yeah, thanks, Greg. <laughs> thanks, mate. Thanks. Cheers, gents. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Winx's Little Philly could be the most expensive yearling sold anywhere in the world next year. Five million. Five million. Because the owners of Winx, one of the greatest horse, racehorses in Australia, made the decision to sell the mare's first foal um, in April next year. And breeding experts have estimated Winx's daughter, who's by champion sire Piero, could break the Australian yearling record. Daughter? Five, yeah, five million bucks. Can you call a, a horse a daughter? Of course it is. Well, hang on. We've got two kids, two boys. Yeah, Barry I know. And Tarko. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Well, they're not your sons. They are so. But no, their father. Yeah. I don't. It just seems odd to me to call a, an animal's it's your offspring daughter, its mate. daughter or its son. Yes. Isn't that a human thing? No. Okay. No. Fair enough. Um, Deb um, Capitus, that's her name. One of the co-owners of Winxie. You going to get onto them? Oh, we might try and get them, Zachy. Why is it that everything to do with horses costs so bloody? Oh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Trailers, feed, vet bills. It just doesn't end because they're much bigger. Horses are much bigger than dogs, Robert. <laughs> yeah. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Now it is time to have a look. Read this morning where. The owners of Winx have made the surprising decision to sell the mayor's first foal next April at the English uh, Easter yearling sale. How old would that foal be? I don't know. We'll find out very soon. When does a foal become a horse? Well, we'll, we'll find out all the okay. uh, all these stories because Winxy. Winx has two lengths clear. Kluger sticks on. Then came Hartnell. But she's well clear, Winx, inside the final 100 metres. Today we farewell an Australian icon, the greatest of all time. Winks wins her third, Queen Elizabeth. With events like that, it was like, you know, the Matildas this year bringing Australia together. Watching Winks was exactly the same. And I still remember, I think, where was I? At the Grange. And uh, one Saturday afternoon, Winks had a win and everyone gets up and applauded. It was just sensational stuff. And one of the co-owners of Winks is Debbie Capitas. She joins us this morning. Good morning, Deb. Debbie. 
Good morning, boys. How are you? Really well. It's good to talk to you again, Deb. It's nice to be back on. Hey, Deb, I was wondering, when you're buying a racehorse, right, you're not not just, you weren't with five mates and went, hey, let's get a horse, let's get a horse, and you go, we'll have that one, and then it comes through and it becomes Winx, and you go, how did we do that? (laughs) Was was there an indication that Winx was going to be something, or what, what was the story behind the purchase? Uh, look, well, there's a lot more thought goes to it uh, into it than that, but pretty similar. You have a, a bunch of a, a few friends, and and they've asked, you know, do you want to race a horse together? So then you do your homework, you look at them, and you you get your bloodstock agent. We've got a brilliant bloodstock agent, Guy Mulcaster. He looks over over 150 to 500 horses, you know, varying on which sale, and he he gives us a list and then we look at the ones we think look nice. Um, look, none of that puts into what's going to happen on the track and you've just fingers crossed and you dot every T and cro- uh, cross every T and dot every I and mm. um, we were fortunate enough that it was Winx. Yeah, it doesn't always happen, does it? Doesn't no. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I race a team of horses. I had one Winx. Yeah, yeah. When was it final race? 2019, wasn't it? Yes, yes, and 2019. So, so uh, Winx now has a little filly. Could be the yes. most expensive yearling sold anywhere in the world, and this is on next year? Yes, it is, yes. In April next year at, at uh, Inglis Easter Sale, um, yeah, she's, she turned one on 1st of August. All the horses changed their yeah. race horses, that is. Yeah. Uh, changed their year um, on the 1st of August. So she turned one on the 1st of August. And after a lot of deliberation between the ownership group, um, we thought it might be the right thing to let uh, another ownership group have the fun of racing the progeny of this beautiful mare. Wow. Because, like, Paddy's father was a legend. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, and then yeah. you have someone like Paddy mm. Gerard as yeah. an offspring. Yeah. And mm. doesn't he wish he sold him off early? <laughs> A bit of a failure. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, I know where you're getting to, boys. Yeah. So look, look, she's yeah, – that's the, that's the risk you take. That's the risk you take. But she's a beautiful foal, beautiful yearling, and she's actually taken a lot of uh, – Winx has put a lot into her. So she looks a lot like her mum. She's got a lot of her mum's um, characteristics, and then she's got the stamina look of her dad. Um, so look, that's, that's all you can do. It's like, you know, two doctors don't necessarily have a doctor for a child, but in horse racing, um, you want the best bloodlines you can get. And to be honest, this beautiful filly's got the best bloodlines in the world. Now, what would I need about 5 million to, uh, buy? Yeah. Jump change. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Look, we, as an ownership group, we're not putting a value on her. Um, this is this is a very rare commodity, so we're going to let the market just yeah. just go and 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 say what what to what she's worth. Mm. Um, look, it, it's not for money. It, this is to to give experience to to a different air, different people yeah. um, to enjoy. Um, the amazing ride we have with had with Wink. Oh, was it not? Wasn't it great? Had, Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, same so, with all Australia. With this market, the market can sometimes go batty crazy on, on purchasing something like that. But if, as an idea for people, what sort of prize money would Winx have brought into the ownership group over its life? 
Oh, look, Winks, you've got to remember when they race in bigger races, they do cost more to run. But she she won a total of twenty six million. Now you've got to take out of that the percentages that the trainer and the jockey and we also there's a percentage goes to um, care for for yeah, horses, yeah. so it's horse welfare makes so five million the, sound expensive though. Uh, well, yes, but, but, uh, <laughs> but anything's they... expensive if, if they're no good. So look, it's all relative. All right. Well, and what have they named the foal yet, Deb? No, no. You, um, we haven't. We've held off naming yeah. so that the new owners. You, you generally put a formal name on a horse um, when you start when you start racing. So that's yeah. roughly as a two year old. So this August, next next August, um, this beautiful filly will have a name. Mm. Paddy but, Gerard. Um, oh, Paddy sounds bloody beautiful, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you didn't like on that. Didn't like it. <laughs> You've got to let the new owners. Okay, take, I suppose yeah. if they've spent a bit of cash on it, they'd want that. Well, Deb, it's very interesting. Good to talk to you again, Deb. Uh, you're an absolutely absolute legend, and we'll find out uh, next April how much Winx's Winks, daughter will sell for. And Debbie Capetas, part owner of Winx. Thanks for joining us this morning, Deb. Thank you very much, Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Look, I found out this yesterday, I had no idea. Mm. You know, if you need a lot of dental work done, you can use your superannuation. Now, hey. I, it's not recommend. well, I wouldn't recommend it anyway. Who says you can? You can. You can, because I was, I was speaking to this lad yesterday, and he was telling me, he went to this- uh, So this is someone told to a dentist. You. Oh, mate, it's true. Can I use super for pay for dental treatment? The short answer is yes. The catch is you need to provide evidence to the government that you are experiencing acute or chronic dental pain. Hang on a second. That can be fudged. Okay. And we'll use. Give me a look at your teeth. Yeah. yeah. And we'll Does use that one these. Hurt? Oh! Paid yeah, by the super. And we'll use these funds to pay for the required dental treatments. And I, oh, I don't know about using your super funds to go and get your teeth done. Because the thing is, yeah. you can. There's getting your teeth fixed, and mm. there's getting your teeth done. Yeah, I know. To fix your teeth can be very cheap. Yeah, but to get them done, to get them done, oh, oh you know, to look sparkling. You know, holy that geez. white shine. <laughs> now, now, Zachy, our producer, Zachy, where do some people go now to get their their teeth done? Uh, hey, you go Turkey's to a vocal... pretty popular. Turkey. What's that? Turkey. Turkey, and is that hair transplants as well? Okay, it is. Go to a Voca Beach Dental. Yeah, or uh, we'll just see. Mark from Wadanobi, good morning, one triple three five three. Good day, Mark. Good day, guys. How are you going? Now, look, we're talking teeth. Did you you went overseas to get yours done, didn't you? No. What I've done, I, I've actually got um, twenty five grand worth of dental implants in Australia. Yeah. Which actually is only five teeth. Right. So, twenty five grand. Okay, five teeth. Twenty five grand, right? Right. Now, to me, teeth are quality of life. If ever you've tried to eat a steak or an apple with a plate in, you'll know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. Um, with dental implants, mate, it's quality of life. Right. Um, if you want to get your whole upper palate and bottom palate in Australia, yeah, you're looking around fifty to eighty thousand dollars. Holy oh, my! Mate, what? It's a fifty fifty to eighty grand <sighs> to get your Teeth, right. what, teeth inserted, yeah. 
Well, I go to Thailand every year. Now, last last year, I, I stopped into a dentist and just had a quote. Yeah. And mate, you could have eaten your dinner off the floor over there. It was that it was was left the dentist in Australia for dead. Um, I was in there for nearly three hours. It was all for free, and the quail I got for a top palate and a bottom palate was under thirty grand. So thirty grand compared to fifty to eighty grand. So are you getting them done, or you have got them done, or you haven't? No, I'm going to get them done, and I'm going to get them done in Thailand. I wouldn't use my super patty. Um, oh, no. Look, it is it is quality of life. Yeah. Um, um, so if you're looking into that side of things, then fair enough. You know, um, I think it is a good thing to do. Yeah, it is a good quality of life. Well, there you so. go. So, so, and you can go then to Turkey to get your hair transplant as well. You got to wonder where their hairs are coming from, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of camels. I don't know where you what, what you'd get. Um, there you go. Thank you, Marky. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Triple M, it is time to do Bill My Ad. And what this is, is you've got a Central Coast business. Um, give us some details. Go to triplem.com.au. And mm. what we'll do, we'll build an ad for you. Simple as. And we've got Ian this morning. G'day, Ian. Yeah, Paddy, how are you? Yeah, good. Now, what's well, your business? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Ian. What's your business then? It's not mine, but I work for him. It's Frost for Sands at West Gosford. Yeah, Frost uh, Sands. And you do soil as well, don't you, Ian? Uh, all landscaping and building supplies. Well, now. You little well, ripper. So uh, Ian got in contact with us, just uh, went to triplem.com.au. So, you know, frost, sand and soil and landscaping so supplies. Here you go. I'll do the boss a favour. I'll get him yeah. a free ad. Oh, you'll get employee of the week this week, her. Ian. Yep. Again. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Ian, what we've done. Because we, you, you don't have a mascot there. At uh, you have the big truck out the front, don't you? That's us. The one with the truck out the front. Yeah, the but we thought because you know how you have you go per, past surf, dive, and ski um, at Erin, and they've got Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. So we thought you needed to have a mascot in this commercial. So we used Frosty the Sandman. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. and uh, Frosty's got in a bit of a trouble, so we thought we'd use that. We'd get some bad singing in there. That was on part of the brief. You wanted bad singing, yep. as well. No, yeah, yep. not necessarily. Okay, no. <laughs> okay. Just, well, it's just definitely gully, but isn't it? <laughs> well, we're all out of actual real singers. Yeah, so, so we we, um, um, we just had yeah. what was around the left the dregs virtually. So this is our ad that we've done for. Frost for sand, frost, sand and soil. Patty and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Tonight on Four Corners, we investigate how a Christmas legend is being challenged by an alleged imposter. Has the reputation of Frosty the Snowman been melted away by another Frosty? Frosty, are you a snowman or what? No, I'm Frosty the Sandman. I've never said I was a snowman. Frosty, Mark Overton, Channel 9, are you running off the coattails of Christmas legend Frosty the Snowman? Look, you low-life journos are trying to misconstrue what I'm been saying you are chasing a headline i'm frosty the sandman uh frosty peter ferguson channel seven it seems strange that you sing uh, all together now frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul let me stop you there peter no i don't i do not sing
sing that I sing. Frosty the Sandman, if you need some soil or sand. We can also help with your landscaping and deliver it all round town. Thank you. Thank you. Hold the applause. Ah, Frosty, we're so sorry. Hopefully Media Watch won't highlight our woeful stuff up. Or your woeful singing. (laughs) (laughs) Frosty, why are you coming out of the courts, though? Well, with summer coming up, I'm just lodging an application to operate Frosty's snow cone. Ah, sorry, Frosty. Uh, Let's all sing the proper Frosty song. All together now. Frosty the sound. And man, if you need some soil or sand, we can also help with your landscaping and deliver it all round town. For all your landscaping needs, frost, soil and sand, Man's Road, West Gosford, and the end of a hard day's work, crack open a frosty. That one is before the courts, actually. Paddy and Rob Palmer, the podcast. Subscribe now and you'll never miss an episode.